0: Big guns, bigger bounties, and even bigger skeptics. We watch Dragon, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you, as always, is me, your host producer, Weave of All trades, and your himbo pacifist, PJ.
1: And me, your black cameo cat, Skylar.
0: And joining us once again is our friend and new insurance investigator, Beck.
2: Gunner, I hardly know her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well if that and the episode title didn't give it away this week we are watching *Trigun* as we continue through adult swim month so beck tell me do you understand kind of like the the anime significance of adult swim
2: um not really i sort of forgot that uh, adult swim had anime at all but i was told by my husband that that is uh that is the case they did a lot of anime so that's
0: was it just like oh no they had it or was he like offended because like i feel like dane's whole anime journey realistically for most of his life was like adult swim
2: definitely offended uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean it's one of the reasons why dane will not be returning this month because he has (laughs) seen every anime we are doing but regardless of dane we're talking to you today beck so let's talk about this anime So based on the name alone, Trigun, what did you think this anime was going to be about?
2: Okay, so I know that a shogun is a military leader in Japan like through the, what, 19th century? And then I thought about how in ancient Rome, there was the first triumvirate with Caesar and Crassus and Pompey. So I thought this was maybe about a trio of shogun. Uh, and so, like, how they would struggle to work together, but also be backstabbing each other. And um, it would be like really dramatic because they have really different goals and they all want to be the sole shogun so that it was an uneasy alliance between the three shogun.
0: I think that's the most educated I have like, ever had.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is so well thought out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change or were you like, oh yeah, these are the three shogun?
2: Um, <laughs> no. Now that I see the poster, I'm like, try gun. Try as in three gun, as in gun, three guns <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, I originally, just because like you dabble in the witchiness, I thought you were going to go somewhere in the trigon oh area. sure <laughs> so i i liked I like where you went with it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, looking at the poster, I I don't think it has anything to do with Shogun or Triumvirates. but it is a trio. So now that I'm looking at it, I think it's about three people who work together and each of them uses a different kind of gun and that it's probably like gangsters or bandits or something like that. Okay. And so there's the leader bandit and and the two new bandits.
0: Okay, so let's talk about these bandit characters. So let's start with the women. So tell me about the one with the short black hair.
2: Um so I'm glad you said women because I I could not identify the gender of these people and I didn't want to guess. The black hair one um is the new kid. They're they're new to the world of crime and gangster life and so she uses the tiny guns. So she wears kind of a sport coat and skirt with really cool shiny leggings and maybe even leg warmers or or it could be the top of uh, Boots, which I really like. But I think she's eager to do well. And uh, she messes up a lot because she's kind of spunky. And so we're following her journey to learn the ropes in this gangster world.
0: Tell me about the woman with the minigun.
2: So I think that this one is like the funny one. Uh, She seems to be holding a massive gun with kind of like a like a handheld Gatling gun. And I think she that's really loud. And she's really loud. And like, she's the jokester. She has a big open smile and her feet are kicked up. Uh, I really like her blue shoulder cape. That's pretty cool. But yeah, she's the not the main mentor, but kind of the one who's been around for a while and uh, can help the black haired one learn the ropes. Ooh. Love it,
0: love it, love this mentor-mentee relationship. Well, then tell me, what does the man in the back with the red coat and large gun have to do with everything?
2: Um, so he's the mastermind of this bandit group. He's uh the smart one. He's like the Giles to the Buffy of the of the Brent of the black-haired one.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: And so I don't think he gets too much up in the fights, but he leads the other two and sends them on missions. But then if he needs to come back at the end, he'll he'll come in and swoop in and save the day. And I got that because of his little glasses and he's knowingly staring over them and but otherwise keeps his hands clean. He's got those gloves on. He's like the Charlie of Charlie's Angels. Yeah, exactly.
0: I love it. I love this, you know, Buffy the Bandit Slayer series going <laughs> here.
2: <laughs> Definitely. But with guns. And I guess I don't, I can't tell who they're fighting, but being oh, gangsters against. Yeah. The man, probably. The man. <laughs> the patriarchy. The system. Exactly.
0: Oh, uh, gosh. I love it. Well, with that prediction, I'm excited to see how much of it comes true. So why don't we take a quick break and figure that out? by watching episodes one and two of trigon uh so everyone feel free to join us uh and back watch those episodes and we'll be right back so stay tuned all right we're back and we had back watch episodes one and two of trigon tell me what did you think
2: I- was really wrong both times it has nothing to do (laughs) with shoguns these women are not bandits they're insurance workers um (laughs) it's
0: like the opposite of a bandit
2: (laughs) it's so specific
1: i don't know like i would think at least like maybe a sheriff's deputy but they're like we're insurance workers
2: yeah, it makes disas- sense. disaster investigators for risk assessment, which, you know, somebody sat down and wrote an anime and said, and you know what? Two of the leads are going to be insurance risk assessors.
0: <laughs> the most exciting <laughs> that's, job.
2: That's a bold elevator pitch
0: <laughs> i feel like we only have you on for uh, episodes where there's a lot of like desk work related <laughs> things like it's like there's very intense contract negotiations or there's like a risk assessment department
2: <laughs> exactly it's uh it's my field and so it's the <laughs> anime i'm drawn to
0: <laughs> but before we get off uh before we continue on this let's uh get through some housekeeping to talk about trigon as a whole So Trigun is based on the manga by Yasuhiro Naitao that ran in Monthly Shonen Captain from May 1995 to February 1997 until the magazine was discontinued. Then it moved to Young King R's magazine from December 1997 to May 2007 for a total of 17 volumes all told. There is also an anthology manga titled Trigun Multiple Bullets which features short stories from various different mangaka that released in 2013. The anime was directed by Satoshi Nishimura and was produced by Studio Madhouse for TV Tokyo from April to December of 1998. Due to the anime's strong reliance on western tropes and names, it never found a huge audience in Japan, but found a very big audience when it came to America in 2003 on Adult Swim. In 2010, Satoshi was able to continue the Trigun story with the film Trigun Badlands Rumble, produced once again by Madhouse, and releasing in America in 2013 on Adult Swim. With all of that, let's run down episode 1 and 2 very quickly. In episode 1, Descartes and his gang track down Vash the stampede as he tries to avoid them. At the same time, the bounty hunter Loose Ruth tracks him down, as do Millie Thompson and Meryl Streif. Two insurance investigators tasked with monitoring Vash. After a misunderstanding, all parties are confused as to who the real Vash is, and Millie, Meryl, and Vash make their escape before Millie and Merrill return and get captured. Before they are assaulted, Vash returns and saves them before ultimately defeating Descartes and Ruth by turning Descartes' boomerang weapon against them. Due to his ridiculous behavior and pacifism, Meryl doesn't believe him to be Vash and they part ways. At their next stop, the Cesar Mansion, Millie and Meryl once again run into Vash as he is now the bodyguard hired by Cliff Cesar, the wealthy water baron of the town. Vash is hired to protect Marianne, Cliff's guest. However, Marianne is actually a marshal here to expose Cliff for corruption. After Cliff discovers this, he attacks her before Vash saves her, dodging a litany of Cliff's gunshots in the process, before defeating Cliff and releasing the dam, bringing water back to the town. Marianne is almost convinced of Vash's identity, but he downplays it as to not be arrested, and Meryl, once again, doesn't understand how anyone can believe that Vash is really, well, vash and that's episode one and two of Trigun.
2: i really liked the um confusion in the first episode with the red cape and the blonde hair versus the and the mohawk and and yeah that was really funny it was really funny and and sort of strange but overall pretty funny and there's clever dialogue and funny visual gags and um it had me like i didn't want to like vash because he's so silly but i did and i rooted for him kind yeah of no, i really yeah definitely yeah that was that was unfortunate
0: yeah but even then like i also feel like like this isn't like an excusing thing right but it's like he's in a society of like much worse uh like when he like very actively stops Million and Meryl from like being sexually assaulted
2: yeah that was i was glad that stopped quickly he what the vibes he gave me were like late seasons boy meets world eric matthews great yeah phenomenal
0: Phenomenal. what an analysis
2: not really a person anymore but so funny oh you mean my favorite character
0: (laughs) but as the series goes on i will say it's kind of like reverse because vash obviously gets more fleshed out about the series because he is the main character because like while we we kick off with very like hi i'm vash i'm silly and that obviously continues you kind of it's you know he's put in a lot of difficult situations and a lot of stuff kind of happens and i mean at the end of the day like you obviously learn throughout the series that, like, his whole, like, I'm not going to, like, kill people is, like, a very active choice that he makes, which, like, just, you know, it. it his character develops is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Well, and you could tell little uh, hints of that because when he was being serious, he was almost drawn differently.
1: Yeah. No, he is drawn differently. <laughs> which is yeah. actually a big
0: trope in anime. It's common in a lot of, like, not gag anime, but almost parody anime which this isn't one of those but it kind of continues there like there's this anime called one punch man that is a total parody of the superhero genre and the guy is drawn super simply very like very basic like circle eyes line mouth but when he gets serious he looks like an amazingly drawn anime character
2: huh. Ugh. talk to dane about one punch man oh i've heard of one punch man the I thought it was a really interesting world too that was set up here. It's sort of Mad Max, sort of Western. There are jukeboxes, so it's not, you know, pre industrial or anything. But there's and, still uh, cars and yeah. Cars, very steampunk. Yeah, and the social commentary on you know the wealthy hoarding the water felt like, oh wow, this is actually saying something.
0: You know, it actually it draws a lot of comparison to. And Beck, you've probably heard of this, Skylar. I know you've heard of this. It draws a lot of comparison to Cowboy Bebop.
2: Mm, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it
0: because both kind of have like this like western retro futurist western in space vibe. Cowboy Bebop does it in a much more serious. Theatric version, and the, and Trigun does it in a much more, like, reserved comedy action vibe.
1: Honestly, and, like, you know, th- this is not surprising based off my track record i really really enjoyed watching this anime like i literally continued watching it throughout this week and will continue watching it and like i i had a lot more fun watching this than cowboy bebop which is
0: understandable cowboy bebop isn't like this is gonna sound so weird as someone who is one of their favorite animes <laughs> isn't like an anime like that you watch to be like wow i'm like having a great time it's like a movie it's like an anime you watch in like film class (laughs) you know
1: (laughs) yeah that makes all the sense in the world i will
0: say like i have fun watching Cowboy Bebop, but that's because like i'm sitting there it gives me like the same vibes i get watching like drive or something like in that vein you know
1: right whereas like i love like fun intense kind of anime and like I could definitely get into Cowboy Bebop, but like this is just too fun. Like Beck has already said it; it's just it's so fun.
2: It is really fun. I really liked Marianne too. Um, how she? where, (laughs) Where are we going with this?
0: I love the Marianne and Millie characters a lot. I love a just I love the character design for Millie so much. Like Meryl. Meryl is cool. I like Meryl as a character, but Millie, the giantess with a minigun, is amazing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I liked them both. I'll be interested in seeing how if do they ever find out that Vash is Vash? Is this an ongoing gag? I mean, like, it looks like Millie knows. I feel like
0: Millie is just like, okay, if you say Vash. And Meryl's like almost like too smart for her own good. Like where she's like, (laughs) it makes no sense that this person is Vash.
2: He's too dumb. They're just following him around this world cleaning up after his messes. Well, Well, that's the interesting thing about him is that in general,
0: none of them are his messes. It's like he got like this legend and lore around him that only kept growing and growing, and because of it, more and more happened around him, right? And I mean, it's to the point that he has like the biggest bounty in the world at sixty billion double dollars.
2: Double dollars.
1: I love that Double Dollars.
0: But, you know, like, you even see it like in the two episodes, like, you can clearly tell that none of it is ever him. Like, they're like, wow, look at the town you destroyed. And it's like, well, Descartes destroyed this town, so...
2: Right. Definitely. And it was a good thing that he destroyed the water jug tower, because... At the end, Marianne talked about how it would end up being reabsorbed and then the people could use it and they would be better off for it. So even though I'm sure there'll be an insurance claim on that, it's going to benefit the people a lot more.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, Marianne also keeping the red coat, blonde hair, who is Vash motif going.
1: I might marry that man. I was like, damn, Marianne, (laughs) get it.
0: I like what she was like... (laughs) You don't know anything about men, then. And Meryl's like, then I guess I don't want to.
1: <laughs> Honestly, if Meryl like was a lesbian, I see it and I love it.
0: Meryl yeah. and Millie are your classic lesbian relationship.
2: Your Boston marriage. <laughs> I wrote down. Marianne has a gun. Is what I wrote at one point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean her her little turn it's was my favorite obviously- song. <laughs> Marianne has a gun her little turn was uh, definitely uh, like an interesting like, play on it and again everyone just always being bash it's always fun too
2: yeah, I really liked that because I the protecting a sort of innocent young woman isn't that interesting of a story, but then they made it really interesting in turning it around. I uh, mean, yeah. this
0: anime in general, say has like a lot of like fun, strong female characters.
1: Yes. Also, I love like how how stupid she thinks Vash is too. Like she's just calling him a fucking idiot like constantly. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: because he like that's that's the face he puts on for people. He's just a total himbo pacifist.
2: Hundred <laughs> percent. What so the the creatures that Mary or not Marion that um Millie and Merrill were riding are it's very Star Wars to me, sort of uh, yeah. and anteater ostrich.
0: I think there may be it's a little Star Wars, a little Final Fantasy. Mm. They very like Chocobo vibes to me.
1: hmm That's kind of like the correlation I think that we're giving it from like Cowboy Bebop because like anytime I see a creature like that, I was like, oh, it's otherworldly. We don't know if this is Earth. This could be some other planet, a steampunk Western planet.
2: Uh, My very first note is, oh, it's Tatooine. (laughs) Uh, There were some really funny lines. I didn't write any of them down, but the dialogue is really funny. Clever lines. Self deprecating humor.
0: Yeah. And what I really like about it is kind of Adult Swim was really the era where, was really the place and the era where like anime adaptations in America got good, you know? Because I mean, obviously, you didn't really get to see it with uh, Madoka Magica last month, but in Lauren and Noelle's episodes, we talked a lot about how badly butchered anime was done by like kids' networks. Uh, Deep dub, Sailor Moon. Deep dub, whatever it is. You've seen it with Sailor Moon. Uh, Adult Swim was really one of the first places to be like, oh, how about we just do anime straight? And like Like, a direct translation. Let's tell the stories that they told. Let's keep the music that they put in it. Let's not try to Americanize it. Let's just dub it. And it really was like a revolution for American anime because it went from them being like cartoons because they were so Americanized to being anime, like actual anime, which is always an interesting thing because, you know, people... Everyone has seen anime, whether they talk, whether they like considered or not, because everyone has watched an episode of something that at one point or another was considered anime, but maybe not in America. Like Sailor Moon, a lot of people just watched it as a cartoon they never considered it an anime because they were exposed to it as a cartoon same thing mm-hmm. was like pokemon or Yu Gi Oh and a lot of the kids show ones but then once adult swim came around that's when people were like huh what's this japanimation thing because <laughs> back then we were like japanimation
1: no yeah i that was definitely my experience um inuyasha adult swim first anime versus like sailor moon which i experienced as a cartoon
0: yeah and obviously mm-hmm. we're gonna say that a lot this month overall because like it's just the nature of the month. Adult Swim has a very big significance in the anime community but uh, what's really interesting I think specifically with Trigun because everything else kind of had its audience in Japan. Trigun really was not successful in Japan like it was it did not hit but like it was successful enough to finish but America really is the reason it found an audience which is so interesting.
2: That's so cool that they decided to take a chance on it since it didn't have a big audience. Yeah. Adult Swim
1: is, like, known for being um, experimental. Oh, God. I listened to a whole deep dive on just Adult Swim, and they basically had a very small crew of people and everything. They're like, well, Let's throw the spaghetti to the wall, see if it sticks. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this anime in general, though, I think had a lot going for it in an American audience. Again, being so Western-inspired and so like space-inspired. I think it came out like at a really good time in America because it was coming out right after... Firefly had ended. So, like, I think there was an audience for that, like, base western. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. That makes I a lot of sense. I definitely see
2: that. Like,
0: obviously, in Japan, it came out well, well before, but it, the American release was in 2003, which is right after, you know, Firefly's fateful, or I guess unfaithful. And. <laughs>
1: oh. Yeah, I had so many friends in college, mostly like men, who loved this anime. And literally, I'm still friends with this guy named Arian. What up, Arian? Who, like, his screen name is still like Vash the Stampede 6969,
2: <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so tell me about this black cat does it become a character or is it like the pineapple in psych you find it's in almost like episode? the
0: pineapple in psych it just happens a lot I <laughs> loved it in the in episode two because in episode one it was like just like scared and like stuff happened but I loved it in episode two when it was like the weird touristy <laughs> western people like leaving town because that was also so funny because it was like just really good ad-libbing clearly from like the English voice actors where they were like this town's going to hell
1: <laughs> that part in Episode two was very like my cabbages to me, and I was just like
0: definitely. But I like that they're just like hauling their cat away on a leash. (laughs) (laughs) The cat's like, "Why are we leaving?"
1: I I love how awkwardly drawn that cat is. Like, it doesn't look like it belongs in like a three D world. It looks like it's a drawing. It looks like a doodle. Yeah, yeah. It's doodle bob. That's great.
0: Which yeah. that type of like doodly cat is actually like not hugely popular in anime, but like it's like not not popular in anime. Right. Like it reminds me of uh, what's that one like evil cat puppet from Oran High School Host Club.
1: Oh, Nekazawa's cat. Nekazawa.
0: It's Nekazawa's cat from that. You know, it's very like it's like a style of just like quick rough cat. And I love that that's like the vibe we're going for here.
1: Right. Well, Nekazawa's cat looks like uh, my death cat of doom from when we had roommates.
0: But, I mean, as we kind of continue through this anime, like, obviously not to, like, spoil a bunch of stuff, like, obviously we get into more serious moments, and, like, you know, as Bash's, like, legend grows, more and more people are after him, but, like, you start learning more about his history and, like, kind of why he doesn't kill people and why that's important to him. Kind of, like, it, it honestly creates, like, this very interesting... Because there is a lot of trope in anime of like the person who won't kill, like that's a very common trope. What Trigun does really well, and I, you know, you don't super get see it in episodes one and two, but as you go, you see it more, which is like what the consequences of that are, Mm. and also like what the other side of I am like the happy go lucky because there's you know another common trope in like shonen a lot is like the like I'm a dumb too happy for his own good main character but i think what dragon does really well as well is start showing you like the other side of that like the weight that that puts on somebody to always be the happy-go-lucky one
2: Hmm. yeah i thought it was interesting that he didn't kill people i i didn't expect that as sort of gross and powerful as the the few enemies we went up against in the first two were especially the the boss character who was also very Mad Max with his, yes, uh, the screws and the kind of robot arm.
0: Dang. Also, this is the second episode you're on, second Mad Max reference.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mad Max and paperwork.
0: Mad Max and paperwork. That's going to be your memoir uh, that you're going to Yeah, write. exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just looking at my notes. At one point, I wrote, there's swearing, which I forgot <laughs> that. Cartoon Network allowed that in the evenings.
0: Oh yeah, it was it was literally like Cartoon Network After Dark. Yeah, Adult <laughs> Swim only. It's out so loud in the pool.
2: I love that he
1: just has the ability to dodge every bullet.
2: Yeah, that's really funny, and it's animated, really funny.
1: Yeah, it's very like stepping on hot coals kind of thing, for sure.
0: It's very like uh, Chaplin esque.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: or like I guess more Buster Keaton-y.
1: Yeah, I could see that. That's a good comparison.
0: And, you know, while Vash is kind of ridiculous and he has that like silent movie action star vibe, very Buster Keaton comedy and stuff like that. Mm hmm. While still being very quippy and funny. You know, what isn't silent? The music of Trigon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to talk about our intro and outro song for Trigon, but I, and I want to posit this up top. And if you guys didn't get this vibe, I can't wait to like kind of put it in your brains and make you think about it. But before we even get to my, you know, the segment that we're going to get to, there's clearly only one answer for each song, right?
2: Uh, I mean, I only have one answer for each song, but I don't know that it's the same answer you have. I, I didn't. Had, yeah. I didn't think about it much at all. Oh I, gosh. Well, oh, I, did. I wanted to I, put
0: this in your brains. These two songs I am, I, I could not find like an article saying it, are so clearly inspired, like riff for riff, bar for bar, by two specific American songs that it's like, oh my God, I'm surprised they didn't sue.
2: Okay. Yeah, so- the first bars of the first song, I wrote down an artist and was like, I'm not thinking anymore about this because uh- <laughs> I know this is it. Same. And the second one, I had to think about it a little more, but I only came up with one answer. I was going to say, PJ, my second answer
1: is... Off the wall, I don't think you're gonna like okay. it or get it.
0: Well, regardless if I like it or not, there is one right answer, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. But we'll
0: get to that. Let's talk about just the quality of the songs. Uh so that opening song is H T by Suneo Imahori. So Beck, why don't you tell me what you thought of that instrumental bop?
2: Very rock metal. Like, if there were music, it would be sort of screamy singing, I felt like. And overall, the credits were very gun-themed, like, windy, glowing eyes, rock music. Yeah, it, it set up the world, I felt, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good lead-in.
0: Yeah, I really like it. I'm never a huge, huge, huge fan of anime OPs that don't have lyrics, mm. but I did still really enjoy it regardless. But I really, I, but yeah, I always wish there was like an actual singer somewhere singing something.
1: Uh, I mean, okay. So it really gave me Cowboy Bebop vibes to, again, like no, not a whole lot of lyrics or anything, but just like vibes, pure vibes. I loved it. I was like, I've definitely heard this song. I've definitely heard this band. It's definitely rock. And it's classic as fuck.
0: Awesome. Well, why don't we talk about that outro song? Uh, the outro song is Kaze wa Mirai ni Fuku by, again, Suwano Imohori, who did all of the music for
2: Trigun. Ah.
0: Beck, why don't you tell me what you thought of that?
2: I wrote folk rock 60s with a raspy <laughs> voice. Really different from the opening. But it kind of mm-hmm. stayed in the same vibe. I didn't feel like it didn't go with the show. Um oh, And yeah, a lot more sure. Western feeling than the opening. Oh, see, I thought it was more
1: like Shogun, like what you were saying. It had more like classic Japanese samurai kind of vibes.
2: Oh, kind of like Mandalorian-y, like Western yeah. Shogun.
1: I basically chose the same thing as you. I was like, oh, this is 60s. Oh, I know that voice, or that type of voice, and I was definitely like, ooh, I love the folkiness. (laughs) I literally, like, had the same buzzwords.
0: I mean, I will say, like, obviously I had went in very much like, oh, this is clearly this song or whatever, but yeah, no, I really like it. I thought, I liked it a lot more than the intro. I had a lot more fun with it.
1: Oh, I like the intro more.
0: I really like this outro. Uh, but regardless i i really enjoyed them uh both a lot so let's get to our segment what modern contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros skylar why don't you kick us off with that intro
1: okay so hopefully it's the right answer but the first thing that came to mind was led zeppelin
0: yes okay
1: good i was like am i not listening to like literally just one of their really
2: long guitar solos like
0: uh did who did you think, Beck?
2: I said Aerosmith. I thought oh. it sounded like like Walk This Way.
0: It's uh definitely a you know similar vibe, but this is literally Black Dog by Led Zeppelin.
2: Okay. Wow. Wow. Oh yep!
0: This is literally "Black Dog" by Led Zeppelin.
2: I literally am so heavy
0: inspiration (laughs)
1: because I didn't even think of the song PJ. I was just like, "Oh, immigrant song,
2: yeah, Led Zeppelin, let's go."
0: This is "Black Dog" by Led Zeppelin, hands down. (laughs) Uh, Beck, why don't you tell me who you picked for that outro?
2: I said Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob, uh,
0: is the great to- great option, Bob Dylan is a great option. Right era. Yes. But I hate to break it to both of you. This is Sympathy for the Devil by Rolling Stones.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. That sounds literally so sorry.
0: They're the exact same song. I'm sorry. It is Sympathy for the Devil by Rolling Stones.
1: <laughs> you know what, I respect
0: that- the Bob Dylan vibe, though, because I would say Sympathy for the Devil is the most Bob Dylan-like Rolling Stones song.
1: Sure. That makes yeah, sense. It gets, he gets really raspy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've never had this in an anime where I was like, oh, well, obviously. <laughs>
1: Now you know how I feel every anime. But
0: see, like, this is an actual thing, though. We're to no, like, the inspiration. <laughs>
1: see, yeah, I was going more Hurricane by, like, Bob Dylan. So. I still
0: totally think Dylan is a great choice. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: But I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: my God. Gosh. Well, I'm glad that we were able to... <laughs> <laughs> talk about that i'll actually <laughs> edit in clips for the podcast so that everyone else can hear what we're talking about obviously you listening will have already heard those clips so you'll be like yeah we know pj they're there but yeah no uh su suno imahori like took heavy inspiration from american music in general for the anime inspiration another thing well i mean honestly like i think he was very much like being like yeah i want this to be as american as possible i'm gonna take scores from western movies i'm gonna take songs that i think are good from western media and literally just gonna remake you know
2: Yeah. Oh, I can't believe how similar those are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. But, you know, I think the Western music, the Western theming, the Western names, because, again, Vasha Sampede is his name in Japanese, too. Like, that's not, like, the, like, English translation.
1: Right, okay.
0: Yeah, it's all very Americanized, so I think the the mangaka was very, like, I love America. The anime creators were like, I love American Westerns. (laughs) And I think, altogether, it just led to something that was never going to be huge in Japan, but super big here.
1: That's crazy that like it's more popular here than it was in Japan.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a rarity, but I can see why.
1: Well, I mean, look at ghost stories, am I right?
0: But that's different. We don't we that's a whole other story. <laughs> but listen to uh, our we're going to take back but yes. Okay. Uh, everyone listen to our ghost story episode, not just Beck, everyone.
2: I'm working through the back catalog. I'm just not there yet.
0: all right well with that while you work on that bad catalog at some point how about we work through some more trigun clips now how about we take a quick break watch some additional clips get some additional context and uh see what you think about trigun altogether after all that so we're gonna do that and stay tuned everyone All right, we're back we had back watch some additional clips see some additional context see some additional gunfights uh see some additional snarky remarks after all of that tell me what did you think
2: well just like madoka it starts out as a funny show and then gets pretty serious and intense
0: I will say wow. unlike madoka like it isn't like a like a vibe switch really it's still that funny show it's still like goofy and stuff but it just you know the show just has like a progression of like yes we are like Yes, haha, funny, but like stuff serious.
2: (laughs) And it looked like there were still funny quips throughout it, funny lines, funny situations that characters get into. Mm -hmm. Um, and we met Wolfwood Nicholas D. Wolfwood, who looks like he walked straight out of a Tarantino movie. He straight up looks like he's
0: like out of like Desperate. He is a reference, not obviously not to like Django from Django Unchained, but like the original Django Mm. Western movie. Uh, but he looks straight up like out of Desperado, and I love him like carrying the cross all the time, which yeah. is like its own whole thing. But yeah, lots of fun stuff, lots of fun characters, and obviously I didn't want to get too into context because Skylar like has actually uh I'm decided invested. to keep on watching on this, so we're gonna go super far down the rabbit hole. But outside of that, with what you did see, did you end up with a favorite character?
2: Um, it's really hard to pick one for me having seen additional context it might be millie mine is also millie she's so funny yeah
0: millie is so funny uh and like she's just so wholesome but also like she's like this giant giant woman again just holding a minigun like just what a great character design great choice i love it and she's so funny so wholesome i love it
2: and the contrast of being so wholesome but having that giant gun with all the different i don't know what that's a minigun is that what you're calling it i don't know what it is. yeah
0: that's what it's called is a minigun
2: but yeah so so proper so nice huge gun shooting people for stepping on food hilarious
0: (laughs) skylar who's your favorite
2: if i can't say the cat i would also (laughs) have to go with millie
0: i mean i guess you could say the cat it's in every episode
1: that
2: cat it's got a real arc
0: <laughs> but uh well, I was yeah, hoping so the cat would be the like cat.
1: the eye of Trigun.
0: unfortunately it's not uh, but it is a neat little catch it every episode like the pineapple
2: yeah I'm looking forward to finding it each
0: time <laughs> well I guess with that your thoughts your favorite characters I guess it's time for us to get to the important question so Beck you're very aware of this so you know we've talked about recently how Stephen Colbert has like these 15 questions to get to know someone right mm-hmm. uh, and it has questions like apples or oranges what do you have in your house that you should honestly throw out you know like what number am I thinking of but he left out one really important questions that really really gets to the root of what how you get to know person this will tell you more about a person than anything else will so i'll ask it here beck will you keep watching Trigun?
2: i think i will uh i'm intrigued by the first two and the additional context was really interesting i know dane is uh, aching to watch it again now that we've started it <laughs> so uh sounds like a yes from the um, the beck and dane household I love it. Hell a kawaii yeah.
0: success. Obviously, Skylar feels very similarly, which uh, I guess uh, a very exciting uh, kawaii success as well from the PJ and Skylar household. <laughs>
1: nice. right?
0: But uh, I love that. Love to see it. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. So with that, we have your, your thoughts, your favorite characters, a kawaii success in the book. Bank it in for Adult Swim Month. Why don't we jump to...
1: My favorite segment. Is there an MV? For that. Music
2: there for
0: that all right back at this point you have played the game you've listened to a few episodes you know the gist you know the rules so tell me why don't you pick a song and artist for uh i was about to say kelly b for trigon
2: I had a hard time with this one. I was like, is it a song about loners? Is it a song about guns? What are we going to do? I landed on A Horse with No Name by America. I love that.
0: All right, let's look it up. Uh, and 100%, there is at least one. A Hells, horse with yeah. no name, AMV for Trigun. Hells, which honestly, yeah. uh, you don't even know fully, obviously, because you haven't seen it. Makes a ton of sense as you go along.
2: Oh, okay. I was uh, thinking because people aren't sure who he is. So, like, no name. And then Desert. And that was kind of where I stopped with that. So,
0: yeah, no. Phenomenal choice. A solid, solid three points in the book. Skyler. You also haven't seen this yes. anime until recently. Why don't you tell me uh, a song and artist for you for Try Again?
1: Okay. I went with, because, you know, it's all, like, desert. <laughs> Um, I went with System of a Down's BYOB.
0: Yes, of course there is a BYOB AMV for Trigun. <laughs> uh, similarly, though, to Horse with No Name, just the one. But you, you know, you caught a right, si- right song in the right era of anime, <laughs> and it made it made just enough sense for at least one to exist. So That's another yes. solid three points in the book. But those aren't the only points that are available.
1: It's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Is there an AMV for Trigun to
2: Evanescence Bring Me to Life?
0: All right. Beck, why don't you tell me, do you think there will be an AMV?
2: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm conflicted because this is very popular here. So someone might have made it. But also you told me that Japan didn't like it. So that makes me want to say no. And I don't know what to pick. So I
0: will say, and I mean, I'm not trying to guide you one way or the other. The AMV community, almost exclusively American or Hispanic, Uh. one or the other. (laughs)
2: That's interesting context. Okay, in that case, I'm going to say yes, yes, there is.
0: You guessed right. There is 100% in AMV to evidence This is bring me to life. So that is four points. In the book for Trigon, a kawaii success, and...
1: Technically seven points. Technically seven, but
0: it's also not. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I have ghost points. Four points. It's not ghost points, but you guys are a cumulative. Uh, But it's four points, a kawaii success, and one cute reoccurring black cat. (laughs) Yeah. It was obviously fun having you back on, Beck.
2: Happy to be here. Yeah, this is great.
0: Who knows when we'll have you back on, but I'll try to make sure there's paperwork involved in that anime too.
2: Please do. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Who knows, maybe I can go full on for contracts, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all of that said, I think that is where we are going to end it today. <laughs> as I say, whenever meetings run short at work, I give you the gift of time. And to our listeners, I give you the gift of time as well, as we ran a slightly shorter episode, but I think one with a lot of substance. But regardless of all of that, we hope you guys had a good time, a fun time, a gun time, a Three Shoguns time, uh, <laughs> a secret... Uh, uh, a secret cameo, Black Cat of the Week time. But unfortunately, that is the end of our time. And until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I have been PJ.
1: I've been Skylar. Also, that cat meows really weird. And I'm Beck.
2: And I meow weird, too.
0: <laughs> we all <have> meow weird. <laughs> <laughs> meow. <laughs> Bye, everyone.
2: Bye. <laughs> oh,
0: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at KawaiiDesupod. On Facebook, you can also find the official appointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiiDesupod.com, for links to the socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K A W A I I D E S U P O D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help.